you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. Connor. You're welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky on this Monday. We are shot out of a cannon, of course, because we have highlights, highlights, highlights for you all show long. It's September 13th. My name's Kay Adams. Thanks for choosing us this morning. Peter Schrager rocking Ed Sheeran merch. What up? We've got Kyle Brandt looking very um, downtown financier. Business time, Adams. (laughs) Football season. Kristen Brandt over here. And we are so excited to have Thomas. What up, Timmy? How you doing? Good, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Yes, you played 16 seasons in the NFL. 14 of them for the Carolina Panthers, who I love this year. Feisty young defense. We're going to talk about it all week long with this guy. You also played for the Washington football team. The perfect person to talk. Chargers, Mm -hmm. even. And all 32 squads. Uh, The NFC North tied for O and... Mm, let's find out. Here we go. Thomas Davis, 4-1 and one in his career against the Rams. Okay. I looked that up. Let's see how the Bears do. 34-14. to 14. Bears hung around for a little bit, but eventually lost by three touchdowns. Matthew Stafford, highest passer rating in history for a quarterback making his debut with a new team. And he was all smiles right down to the sweater. I mean, a lot of anticipation for this, for this game. You know, for me, it's a new experience for me, a new place. New stadium, new fans, the whole deal. But uh, this team has embraced me, and I really appreciate that. You know, I've, I've done everything I can to try to work as hard as I can and, and you know, get myself in this team. And, and they, uh, they wrapped their arms around me and, and um, felt good to go out there and play with them tonight. Uh, such incredible players on this team. I'm lucky to be a part of it. <clears throat> you know, I want to do everything I can to try and lead this team to where we want to go. Obviously, this is just one. Um, got uh, to keep building on this. But uh, it felt great to get out there and, and go play. 
Big night for Stafford and L.A. The <sighs> NFC North lost their games all out the gate. They are a combined tied at the bottom for 0-1. Uh, as far as the NFC guys, the Rams made it a clean sleep for the NFC West. All four teams 1-0. Mm. What did you make, Peter, of the Rams win over the Bears last night? Kyle, I'm sure, is just itching to talk about it, but I'm starting with you. Yeah, I'm going to start with the Rams side of it because it was a thing <laughs> of beauty. And, you know, <laughs> since March when they made the trade, I've been on this show and like, Stafford's going to be amazing. They're going to throw for 5 million yards. And yeah. very rarely do those things actually happen. It looks like it might happen. Like, they were unbelievable last night through the air. Let's take a look at the two long passes because the stat that they gave was it's the first time a player joining a new team has thrown 50-yard touchdown pass in the same game since 1968. It was insane what they were doing. This is what they have. They have the long game. They have the short game. Stafford looks so comfortable, so happy. The Bears' front seven is nothing to, to blow your nose at. That is a good front seven. Stafford hung in there. They established a run with 74 yards on the ground, and then they were able to do it through the air. Rams are going to be a team you're going to have to worry about. They're going to be playing hmm. late into this season. Hmm. Yeah, so when you look at these two teams, yeah. you really thought that the Bears would put up a, a much tougher fight for this Rams team. When you look at this defense, some of these mistakes that were being made by this secondary were very uncharacteristic. Mm. When you look at Eddie Jackson on the back end, you would have thought that he was a rookie. Mm. He knows that you have to touch guys down. This is not a college football game where you're, you, you, go, you go down and you're down. You got to touch guys down. And you have to communicate on the back end. The Bears absolutely helped them have a much better debut for Matthew Stafford than a lot of us really thought. No, you're supposed to really pull the rug out, right? You're supposed to make it uncomfortable for them. It was like they went out of their way to have the Stafford thing work. And you mentioned Eddie Jackson. He's going to have to be a lot better for them this year. The Rams look good. Stafford looks awesome. The McVay thing looks like it's going to work. I just will watch them the next few weeks going forward. It'll be really much easier for them if next week they play the Colts and maybe the Colts decide to start oh Jacob Easton at quarterback. Yeah. And then the week after that, they play the Buccaneers. And maybe Arians will be like, let's go with Blaine Gabbert and just give Brady a few snaps. Let's also play our second-best quarterback. And if they do that, they might go You thought they should be on field? What do you mean? I mean, Dalton looked all right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dalton looked all right. And we'll get into it in the show. I if we're going to do the death by Dalton thing, which apparently they're going to do, I don't know how anybody watches yeah. that game and is not like, hello, Fields is incredible. How do you watch that? And maybe next week we'll watch Quickly, it again. What makes the yeah. Rams so hard to defend? Because you're bringing up Eddie Jackson. There's mistakes on the secondary side, of course, but also they were just running free all night. And was it the confusion they were rolling out I there? Think, I think they do a good job of confusing guys, but they have a ton of receivers that they throw at you. And when you add a guy like Matthew Stafford at quarterback, mm. it's going to make for a long day. That's, mm. what, that's the position that this Rams offense has been searching for. Jared Goff, he was serviceable, but now they have a guy that can take them to the next level. You're Super Bowl team. Yeah, it is. And this is the team I have them playing against, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. They were up against the Browns. Browns came in there into Arrowhead, and they were ready for a fight. 33-29. to 29. Baker played well. Mahomes played better. 27-36 with three touchdowns. Picking up right where he left off the last AFC Championship game or the last time they played. Not from the Super Bowl. This was the Chiefs that we were used to seeing. Here's Mahomes on how big that 12-point comeback was late for the Chiefs. I think we just have a lot of belief in this team. Uh, we've been in those situations before, and we think that we can win no matter what the situation is. And then getting that play to Tyreek kind of got the crowd back into it. And when you're at Arrowhead and that crowd's rolling, it gets the defense going, and it kind of translates to the offense. And so uh, uh, I'm just glad that we found a way to win against a really good football team. 
Kyle, I picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. to lose to the Packers, because Baker Mayfield, to me, hasn't hey. proven that he can do the big thing. They've made all the adjustments, added on defense, mm -hmm. all of it. Can Baker do it? This is now the second straight game that I have seen Baker Mayfield with the ball in his hands going down the field to try to win a game, and it does not happen. What did you make of that? Yeah. And, of course, the Chiefs' comeback win, which I didn't doubt for a second. That Packers pick looks rough this morning, too. Well, a lot of our picks look rough, but that's okay. 22-10, uh, to 10, they were up. It reminds me of Hall of Famer Alex Karras, who played Mongo in Blazing Saddles, and the line is, don't shoot them. That'll just piss them off. That's how it is with the Chiefs. Now, they just get mad. They blinked. You can't blink against these guys. And we love Nick Chubb so much, and he's such a good player. He had a huge fumble in the middle of this game. Mm. And Nick Chubb is not a fumbler. There are fumblers, and there are non-fumblers, Thomas. You know it. Nick Chubb is not a fumbler, and they ripped this thing out, and this changed everything. You can't just have a fumble in the middle of the game against the Chiefs. You'll lose. And then you can't have your, your punter drop a snap. You'll lose by 20 points. You can't blink. And Kevin Stefanski said it perfectly afterwards. He said, we didn't play well at our biggest moments. We didn't coach well at our biggest moments. You don't have to have a perfect game, but you almost have to have a no-hitter. And a fumble and a drop snap, it's over. Like, it, it is a wrap. You cannot do that against these guys or you'll lose. And Mahomes still hasn't lost to any of these guys. Never lost to Baker, never lost to Josh Allen, never lost to Lamar. Just keep cruising. Yeah, you sit back and you watch this Browns team, and you know that they're loaded with talent. Mm -hmm. They come out, they perform at a high level, they're getting the job done, and you start to think, like, okay, maybe they figured it out. Maybe they understand what it takes to get the job done. And then as the game just sort of goes on, and you just see Mahomes start to find his rhythm, start to find his way, and you know he's been in this position over and over. It's almost like they start out like this just so that they can come I know, right? the game, they like man. it. With him being 11-0 and 0 in September, I think that is a phenomenal stat for Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do in his time as a quarterback in this league, man. And this Chiefs team, as they continue to go throughout this season, mm -hmm. if you don't do a good job of stopping these two guys, you got to stop Travis Kelsey and you got to stop the cheetah. And nobody has been able to do that yet, man. Somebody has to come up with a game plan that's going to neutralize those two players and force somebody else on that team to beat you. Mm -hmm. it's, a credit, it's a credit to Mahomes. It's also a credit to, like, the coaching staff that every week one, when every team has all summer to prepare, Andy Reid has the perfect game plan. So that no matter what you've got, and Stefanski had a game plan, and Joe Woods had a game plan, but in that second half, it's like, all right, how are you going to stop this? It's a locomotive. It's a snowball. And to your point... All offseason it was, is the offensive line going to be able to hold up because we saw the Buccaneers do it to the old? They did. And then it was, who's going to step up in that number three role? Because Sammy Watkins is no longer there, and they need that third sure. guy. They might not need a third uh -huh, guy. Uh -huh. Kelsey so and Hill are that good, yeah. and they were so good. I mean, you just got to stop these two guys. But Thomas, Peter, the Browns loaded up on defense. In the well, JOK wasn't on by guy Kelsey. The whole, he was on him once. And I, I mean, Kelsey got the best. JOK? For anybody not watching the show <laughs> the last week. Sukuramoa, He's this rookie, and you're right. Defensive rookie of the year pick. Yeah. I thought they got him literally from the blueprint of this game where Kelsey did whatever they want for over 100 yards. Trigger, I interrupted you, and I apologize. No. I, did, I thought that point. would be part of the game plan. Let's bottle up Kelsey. It wasn't just him. They got Clowney, John Johnson, all these guys. It doesn't matter. It was one guy that was extremely excited about Tyreek Hill's performance. Yeah. Because this is my first time playing fantasy football. Oh! You I'm had new, it? I'm new to the fantasy <laughs> How was it? And he was my starting receiver. There you go. How'd it feel? 197 yards and a touchdown. Do you have a name for your fantasy team? Dogging it. Yeah. Dogging it. it. All right. We're going to talk about D-A-W-G. Yep. Like the Georgia <laughs> yep. Bulldogs. Ian Rappaport's joining us. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Some bad news. Went down with an injury early in week one. What is the latest on the veteran quarterback? Is Washington looking for another quarterback? Perhaps one whose name rhymes with Shmam Schmooten.
No, we'll get to the injury first for Ryan, Pitts, Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Sources say that he has a hip subluxation, which essentially is a dislocated hip that goes back in the socket. Very painful injury, and he is going to have an MRI this morning uh, pretty quickly, actually, just to determine how much damage was actually caused when the hip sublux. This could go a couple different ways. This could be an extremely serious injury for the Washington football team where Fitzpatrick does not play at all this season. It could be relatively minor just based on how much damage was actually caused during the point of the injury. At the least, it's looking like Fitzpatrick's going to be out several weeks. And based on the injured reserve rules, certainly a stint on IR makes a lot of sense. So it's going to be Taylor Heineke going forward. And then Kyle Allen, who was the third yesterday, is going to be the backup. So, yes, let's talk about Cam Newton because that is what everybody wants to know. Obviously, Ron Rivera had him in Carolina. He is a free agent. He is available. My understanding, though, Kay, is that the Washington football team is going to look Inward first, go with Heineke and Kyle Allen first. Those are the guys they're going to take a look at and ride with before any uh, exterior signing. So as far as the Cam Newton to the Washington football team, I would not say that, not this morning. Chase Young, happy to hear that news. I'm sure he is banging the table for his guy, Taylor Heineke. Thank you so much, Ian. We'll talk to you throughout the day with more injury news, of course. Huge Week 2 NFC East showdown. It's just a couple of days away. That's the best part when the season finally starts, guys. It rolls. Yep. We got football in a couple of days right here. The Giants taking on the Washington football team, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can see it right here on NFL Network. I'll show you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
They're rookies. They're out there. They're still learning. Uh, Mac Jones didn't look outstanding. He was solid, though, in his debut. Shrakes, I start with you. What stood out to you most about the debut of these rookie quarterbacks? And, of course, credit to the Dolphins for pulling out a win week one against those Patriots. Yeah, mm -hmm. great. Great job by the Dolphins. They're on the road, no less. Um, it's really hard to win in the NFL. Yeah. That's what I learned. Yeah. And, like, you, you line up, you're Trevor Lawrence, and you've got all this hype, and you go, then you realize, like, okay, the Texans have defensive players who have been in the league for 10 years and have seen a lot better and a lot more mature, and yet there were glimpses. I thought Trevor Lawrence threw a beautiful pass to DJ Chark late in this game. I tweeted about it, and all the Texans fans are like, stop tweeting about the Jaguars. We're kicking their butt. If you're a Jets fan, obviously the Jets don't win. They lose Makai Becton, which might be their best player on their entire roster. It's a devastating piece of news. And yet Zach Wilson does give you a glimpse. That's what you take. You put it in your back pocket and say, we're not going to be great this year. We're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. But what we do have are two young men who can actually make the passes that a lot of quarterbacks in this league cannot. I think that it's going to be a long season for the first and second overall picks. I don't think either one of these teams mm. are going to make much noise in their divisions. And yet I have to think they have to feel really good about what their quarterbacks did. They were both studs when they had to be yesterday under a lot of duress against defenses that have seen a lot of different offensive packages. Mm, so much duress. I'm going to talk about one who didn't even start. Justin Fields, the first pass of his career. Aaron Donald was coming right at him. It hit him right in the face. Nine-yard completion. Perfect. Then they bring Fields off the field, and then he goes back on the field. The name is becoming very meta for him. Uh, this is the, what stuck out to me about the Russian touchdown that Justin Fields had. Never mind what anybody says on Twitter, anybody says at this table. The reaction from the Bears on the field when this play happened is very telling. I feel like they went nuts. They're lifting him up. They're screaming. They're flexing. Uh, I didn't see a ton of that from the Bears yesterday, but when this dude got in, there was a different it and a different energy. Thomas, I look at you. You remember when Cam Newton came in. Absolutely. And he was this sensational rookie. Similar skill set to Justin Fields. Similar body, similar everything. Is there not a juice that the Rook brings that maybe the Bears can tap into? There's absolutely a different juice that he brings yeah. to this team. And he, he can be a dual threat guy. When, when the play breaks down, he's a guy that can pull it down and you have confidence that he's going to take off and run and he's going to make it a positive play. When Andy Dalton is sitting back there, he's just a target. No. So if the offensive line breaks down, you don't have any hope as an offensive player that the play can get extended. So these guys want Justin mm. Fields in You there. think they do? Like if you're Khalil Mack and, and you know, let's say you're linebacker, you say, hey, put the kid in already? Listen, I absolutely want a guy in there that gives us the best opportunity to win. And mm -hmm. I feel like these, these Chicago Bears players, they know that Justin Fields is that guy. But are I they saying that? Would you go and say, Nagy, what's up? Put him in. Mm. Like, is there a tipping point where the team gets disgruntled and the, the coach loses the locker room? Listen, at, at, at a certain point, as a veteran player, as a guy that's been on that team and that wants to win, you got to step in and you got to say, hey, are you trying to do what's right for us as a team or are you trying to do what you think is going to be good long term? We're trying to win right now. Okay. We're not trying to wait to win later on two years, three years down the road. You know, we're getting older. Careers end yeah. earlier these days. Do they have that guy in the locker room, you think? Is it Akeem? Is it Eddie? I think it's Akeem. I don't think it's Eddie. I think, and I don't think it's Mac either. It's not Khalil. No, I, I don't. I think he's Khalil's dad might. Sandy Mac, Khalil Mac's father looks exactly like him. Yes, but I do think Akeem Hicks might be the guy. We'll see. It's he home opener next week. Mm. Home opener. Who do they got? The Bengals at home. Andy Dalton's ex team. Like it's weird, but Andy we'll Dalton get into it. I watched game. Justin Fields on their field last night, and I and it was 
a, a reflection of what I saw him look like at Georgia when he was standing on the sideline disappointed. Yeah. Mm. You can see that disappointed Jake look. Jake Fromm in the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just sitting there, sitting on the sideline Going watching, in. knowing that he can get in the game right. and help out and make a difference. Uh-huh. To be stuck on the sideline and you're healthy is very disappointing for a first-round rookie. We got just a taste of Justin Fields last night. He looked good. The Bears, of course, fell to the Rams. When do the Bears sit down Dalton and go with their first-round pick? Peter, anything changing in your opinion after this? They did take on the number-one-ranked defense from last year. You know, the third play of the game, I think. All of a sudden, Nagy trots out Fields, and you're like, wait, 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 what? And you thought there was going to be a whole package. Did see him a little bit. But here's the deal. Like, I know you don't want to hear this. The offensive line is not very good. Mm -hmm. Andy Dalton did not play poorly. And Fields had a package. And I feel like when he is able to evolve into knowing the offense, Matt Nagy will hand him the reins. But I I guess they thought their best chance to win was with Andy Dalton. And they were in this game. Mm -hmm. Until late in the third quarter, they were in this game. And then the defense obviously could not stop that Stafford offense down the stretch. But I don't see us having Justin Fields starting week two right now. I don't. Andy Dalton did Nothing to give up that starting job. And they could have won with Dalton last night. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the problem. It was the defense being unable to stop anything from Stafford and those receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know that's not popular. It's very practical. Yeah. What do you have to after Peter's take? You know, to me, it's not about Justin Fields learning the playbook, right? It's about Matt Nagy catering the playbook to what Justin Fields is really good at. Good point. You drafted him for a reason. He, this is a guy that can win football games for you. You got to give him an opportunity to do that. You put him out there, you call plays that are simple, that he can execute at a high level, and you get your offense rolling. When you get your offense rolling, that's going to motivate the defense to play better, and that's what this Bears unit has to do. What we're doing, what we have to do, the Bears unit has to do a lot of things. <laughs> There's camps, different camps. I'm in this camp on Dalton. I'm in this camp. We're just going to start eliminating camps. And one of the camps got eliminated last night. The camp that got eliminated was, they can win games with Andy Dalton. Don't sleep. Andy Dalton has been in a lot of playoffs. No, they can't. Agreed. Their defense is not good enough. Their line is not good enough. If you went like that and watched the game last night with the Bears on offense, it looked just like the Mitch Trubisky Bears offense. Same thing. These little medium short-range passes over the middle, and then third and six, they knock it down and you punt. The weirdest moment when you watch the game is when Fields comes on and the third play or the touchdown run, and he completes the pass, and then he jogs off. And you're like, why are you leaving the field? It's so strange. That was great. You look amazing. So, listen, moving forward, they make their home debut next week. The Bears fans are going to boo the bejesus out of Dalton. It's not Dalton's fault. He's just trying to do his job. They're going to go crazy for Fields. And there's becoming this thing. Did you see Fields in the post game we just clipped, we just showed? He doesn't like this. He's miserable. He's uncomfortable. He's trying to be a good teammate. Right. This idea that, like, you don't want to mess him up. You don't want to. I think you're messing him up with this. Like, he has to talk about this every day. He's getting annoyed with it. He's clearly the, the best athlete they have. Um, I don't think he's going to start next week, but I think the progress we're going to have is he's going to be on the field more. We just got little glimpses. If you have to take it over and over and still do death by Dalton, that's fine. Death by Dalton. They didn't have a single three and out. They punted just once. The offense moved the ball down the field. They faced the reigning number one defense in the NFL. They didn't finish. That was the problem. One of the two drives they did finish is when they decided to insert the rookie in. Can he make that big of a difference right away? I absolutely feel like he can make a difference. But when you look at, just kind of look at the San Francisco game plan, the way they handled Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Right. Garoppolo, he went out and he executed and he got the job done. Trey Lance came in, he completed the touchdown pass. They took him out, rightfully so. Jimmy Garoppolo got the job done. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields and and Andy Dalton's situation is totally different. Hmm. Justin Fields come in, he scores a rushing touchdown, he completes two passes, and you take him out for the rest of the game. 
And the Dalton didn't get it done. So mm -hmm. I think that you should have got Justin Fields more plays, more opportunities, really to see what he can do, especially when the game got out of hand. Put the kid in. Let us, let's see what can happen. Isn't it weird that you, you drive a couple laps in the Ferrari and you're like, nope, get back into the Sebring. <laughs> right right back into the Sebring. It's practical. It'll get you. All right. Let's try the Ferrari it's, a little it's more. It's an economy-sized car. It makes sense. It's fiscally concerned. Like, <laughs> let's get back into it. Let's not get too crazy. Um, we'll be talking about this all week for sure. Let's get to the, Sa the Saints-Packers game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's. A lot of chatter after this one, too. Here is Jameis in a game that was never close. Blows out the Packers in Jacksonville. Jameis Winston, what would you have to say? Look at that Aaron Jones line. Yikes. Like that was for the city. You know, so shout out to the city of New Orleans. You know, um, we did that for them. Uh, we knew how much it would, it would mean to, to get a great victory uh, for that reason. They've been through so much. Uh, and for us to be able to celebrate this victory with them, um, it's just hats off to them for their resilience, right? Because they motivated us. They inspired us to come out there and ball. Jameis looked great. Nate Burleson joining the show. We called him his dark horse MVP candidate. Uh, he looked incredible up against the Packers in Jacksonville. What did you make of the Saints' blowout against Green Bay? Jameis was awesome. Jameis did not throw a pick. Jameis did not fumble. Jameis was not sacked. The list of players who have thrown for five touchdowns and fewer than 150 yards in a game is Jameis Winston, and that's it. It has never happened. Really? Ever. It's never happened. He just did. He just made history yesterday. Um, and they destroyed the Packers. Huge credit. I would only couch this slightly with this. We know Jameis has this talent. He's a really talented passer and can get really hot. I want to see him next week. And I think it's all right to say that. And I want to see him the week after that. Because I don't know if next week it'll be on the roller coaster and he'll have four interceptions. I don't know. And he hasn't earned any more than that. Awesome day. And take nothing away. He was way better than Rodgers. Five touchdowns. I want to see him next week. I want to see him string it together. Because, Thomas, this guy's played a lot of football. This is not a rookie year's first-year guy. We know the Jameis experience. And maybe it's changed. We've got to see more. He has played a ton of football. He's a guy that can go out and get the job done in a positive way when he has positive things going on around him. Like you said, we just got to see if he can continue to do that mm -hmm. week in and week out. Sean Payton did a great job of calling a, a great game and not putting a ton of pressure on Jameis Winston. You have Evan Kamara. You're going to feed him. You're going to utilize him in so many different ways. It just made him comfortable. Mm. But the defense was really the story. They hassled right. Aaron Rodgers the entire game. They got after him. They made him uncomfortable, and that's why they were able to come away with this blowout win. It's such an inspiring win, and Sean Payton, hats off to him to get this team. Remember, they played this in Jacksonville, so they weren't even, they were in Dallas last week. Like, this is not easy stuff. This isn't sit and wake up in your bed and go play. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things we don't talk about a lot on these shows is, like, the line of scrimmage matters, and to your point, no David Bakhtiari. Corey Lindsley's no longer there. They had two rookies starting for the Packers. The entire game, the Saints defensive line was just in the backfield. And Rodgers was just running for his life doing this. You can't win that way. And Aaron Jones is a great running back. And they signed him a huge... Five carries, nine yards. Like, the game got out of hand early. This was a dominant performance. But not just by Jameis and the offense. Thomas, to your point, their defense just suffocated the MVP. And I've seen Rodgers do things against crazy defensive fronts. He had no answers. Absolutely swallowed him whole. Shout out to everybody there. And I got to say... This was not a huge surprise. The way they won was just such 
a whitewash, just a complete blowout. It was crazy. It was crazy. And that is such a testament to that coaching staff and those players. Awesome, awesome performance by the Saints. Nothing else you can really say about that. Green Bay hopefully can get right against the Lions next week. They've got a divisional opponent to work with. Credit to Jameis, credit to Sean Payton. But also... The story of the game for me from the Saints side was the depth, was the you don't have Michael Thomas there. Who is Jameis throwing these five touchdowns to? Four of the five touchdowns were to undrafted players. Deontay Harris out of Assumption College in 2019. Tight end Juwan Johnson, undrafted out of Oregon last year. Happy birthday to him, by the way. He's going to be a hot name on white waiver wires for your fantasy squad, Thomas Davis. Uh, he's probably like 1.0% owned. Two touchdown performance by him. And Chris Hogan, who wasn't even with the team until the Saints signed him in late July when Michael Thomas and all of that sort of happened, then was cut. It was great to see. Michael Thomas was t- was tweeting, live tweeting the game. Of course, was just supportive. Mm-hmm. Supportive there. He can't wait to get back on the field. What happens when he gets back on the field? How mm-hmm. much better are they going to be? So I think it's a credit to the coaching, also to the depth on this roster that is dealing with, obviously, a salary cap in a lot of different ways that's worse for them than, you know, situationally going into the 2021 season. Very proud of that situation and all the adversity they faced, having to play in Jacksonville and having a situation with Marshawn Lattimore unfolding day of game as we bring in Ian Rappaport, NFL Network insider, to talk about this. So impressed with New Orleans. As you know, they're a team near and dear to my heart. Please give us an update on Marshawn Lattimore. And also, uh, we saw Washington's quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, go down. What's the latest with the vet? We'll start with Marshawn Lattimore. Truly an amazing story and an amazing day for Lattimore. His agent uh, and the Saints have been embroiled in contract negotiations for the last month. uh, Probably a little more, actually. And it was really a question... Is this deal going to actually get done by the time the game was played? And from what I understand, it did actually get done right before the game. In fact, during the game, there was still some tinkering going on with this big-time deal. Here's what the contract extension is for Marshawn Lattimore, one of the highest-paid corners in the NFL. Five years, $97.6 million, up to $100 million max, $68.3 million in guarantees, and more than $44 million fully guaranteed. That's actually not the only thing that happened to him. He also injured his thumb and is going to have thumb surgery, so he's going to be out a couple weeks. He is week to week. Nothing major, but still certainly an eventful day for Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Similarly eventful, though, minus the contract for Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Washington football team's quarterback. He suffered, sources say, a hip subluxation, which basically is a dislocation where it goes back into the socket. It is a... A potentially serious injury. He is going to have an MRI today just to determine how long he is out. From what I understand, he's going to miss multiple weeks, likely headed for IR, which means about three weeks. And then based on the MRI and how much damage the subluxation caused, we will find out whether or not we will see Ryan Fitzpatrick again this season. If we do, how soon? Sending him our well wishes, of course, from our Good Morning Football family. Thank you so much, Ian. Talk to you in a bit. Huge Week 2 NFC East showdown this week, days away on Thursday Night Football. The Giants taking on the Washington football team. That one at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can see it right here on NFL Network. Heineke getting the nod. Chase Young, of course, a big fan of him. The Chiefs still look like the best team in the AFC. Which team's right on their heels, though? Nate Burleson stopping by the show and head scratchers, too. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lots of questions, of course, about the Giants here, head scratchers about that, about the Tennessee Titans offensive line. Let us know. We're going to share your thoughts, our thoughts on the biggest head scratcher after week one. But it wouldn't be a Monday at Good Morning Football without a little Nate Burleson. So please welcome back our favorite triple threat, CBS This Morning, uh, co-host, contributor to the NFL Today and NFL Network, the one, the only, Nathaniel Eugene Burleson. Hello, Nate. Hi, Nate. What's up? How you doing? I'm going to ask you off the top about Jameis Winston. You dropped a mic here at this very breakfast table saying, I think he could be MVP. Then you went on and did your thing at CBS. What did you make of his debut in week one? The Saints side, the Packers side, all of it. Well, I do remember saying over and over again this summer that Jameis Winston was going to ball out. I remember last year saying Mm -hmm. that this offense will be a little bit more explosive with Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. And you know, Kay, Kyle, Peter... I love you. You guys are like family. But you laughed at me. You laughed at me and said, Nate, give me a break. And Jameis Winston was incredible. And shout out to his pass catchers. Everybody got involved. You know, without Michael Thomas, players have to step up. And collectively, they did. The wide receivers, running backs, of course, Mm -hmm. tight end play. And the creativity. The one thing that jumps jumps out of the, the, the highlight reel to me is the fact that Jameis Winston was in control, wasn't making those typical mistakes that we're used to seeing him make. But more importantly, Sean Peyton crafted an offense around his skill set. And I just think that Jameis Winston is getting started at a rebirth, if you will. Maybe even rewriting the narrative of his career underneath center at the Saints quarterback position. I'm so excited for already for your appearance next Monday night after the next Saints game. It might be <laughs> yeah. a very different conversation, my friend. What but I'm also excited for this. I don't uh, think We're so. watching the games. And you have some guys who you just love, Nate. Like, you love Jameis. You love Van Jefferson on the Rams. You love Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. And these guys all had great days. But I don't know if you love anybody more than you love Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Lockett went off. DK went off. And your guy, Russell Wilson, was like, what would you think of the Seahawks, Nate? <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought he was incredible. Uh, Thomas Davis said it in the highlight reel. Russell Wilson had different plans, and he was going deep to his guys all day long. What did they say? Let Russ cook. Oh, man, my dude was cooking. We're talking Bobby Flay, uh, Gordon uh -huh. Ramsey, Guy Fieri, Rachel Ray type of cooking. <laughs> my man got busy. And we forget that, 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 Ty, that, that Tyler Lockett was the leading receiver when it came to catches for the Seattle Seahawks. He bounces back, picking up where he left off. And I don't know if you guys saw DK Metcalf, how he showed up to the game. DK Metcalf came in as Jordan. Now, you guys got to look this up, and hopefully you can pull it up by the end of the show. Okay. He had the Jordan yeah. outfit with the squiggly lines, all the curly outfits. I mean, the, 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 the colorful outfit. Um, and if a guy shows up wearing a Jordan outfit, you know he's going to ball out. So he is in rare air with Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Nate, he had blue hair. You didn't mention he had blue hair. That's really? what DK Metcalf was rocking with yesterday. Blue hair. He looked great. I saw the um, hair. But he might not yeah. have looked as good as the quarterback over there in Arizona. Kyler put on a show. The, the Cardinals <sighs> just waxed the Titans. And we, we like the Titans. We like Derek. What do you make of that performance? Arizona coming in there week one and making a statement. There was part of me that was watching that game, and I thought to myself, didn't we see this last year? Didn't the Cardinals start off fast? But then I was like, why would I rain on their parade? It's week one. They got a big win mm. over the Titans. And so let's just give them credit. Instead of uh, looking down the line and, and trying to predict if they're going to have some drop-off, right now, week one, they did everything they were supposed to do. You remember uh, a few years ago when we were hearing whispers about Cliff Kingsbury, and then he got the job, and we thought, there's going to be an air raid offense. Well, this looks like that air raid offense. I mean, you had DeAndre Hopkins back in the end zone, toe drag swag. Christian Kirk was unbelievable, absolute speedster using his skill set. I mean, and then, oh, my goodness, Chandler Jones? Did you see Chandler Jones? I know you guys have talked about it all so long. But, I mean, they did everything that they were supposed to do. On the defensive end, they got after the quarterback, made Ryan Tannehill uncomfortable. On the offensive end, offensive end the passing game was on point. But just like we saw last year, when Kyler Murray leaves that pocket, I don't think there's a more dynamic quarterback. I know Lamar Jackson has that straight line speed, but as far as like that ability to make a guy miss in and out of short spaces, there's nobody like Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. What do you think, Thomas? You want to talk to Nate? Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, transitioning on and, and you seeing these guys after you left the league, right? What was your take on what Kristen McCaffrey was able to do after being out mm. one year and coming back and then just having the kind of success that he had? Was you able to see any of what Kristen was able to do yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I was watching every game yesterday. You know, there, there was a part of me while I was watching uh, the Carolina Panthers, and I thought to myself, is this going to be one of those years where Christian McCaffrey is going off and I feel exhausted watching him because he has to do so much? Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case, man. I mean, the, the offense was rolling. Let, let's, let's give Sam Darnold some credit. I mean, he, he found that connection with Robbie Anderson, and, and Christian McCaffrey was the glue. You know, I, I remember bouncing back from that ACL, and, and that first few weeks back, I didn't know if I could catch my rhythm, but once I actually got my feet on the ground and I was as confident as I was before I injured myself, I felt like nobody could stop me. So, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, once again, can do it all. He can run in between the tackles. He can pick up the blitz. But what makes him even more dangerous is that when he's lined up outside versus nickelbacks and, 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 and linebackers and cornerbacks, he's just as good as any wide receiver in the game. And that's what made him explosive. And he was one of the big reasons why they got the dub.
Well said, Nate. You are crushing it. And Jameis Winston is a dark horse sleeper. Um, I'm just doing some math here. We're keeping score. Tim Tebow has zero touchdowns mm -hmm. so far mm -hmm. out of five. Mm -hmm. That's what he said he us. would have. And Taysom Hill, speaking of your Saints call, 80-20, 50-50 split between the two. Three plays where Taysom either ran or threw and lined up at quarterback. Three plays for Taysom so far. We're going to keep tabs on that for you all season long. But I know what the people want. I know why you're here. We're take, paying attention to any feet in particular, not like wiki feet style, but just, you know what I mean. Oh, a little toe drag swag. You know, I was talking to Zips yesterday. Woo! Shout out to my guy Ziplo. And of course, my guy Matt Hamilton. And we were breaking it on down. What about Deontay Johnson? You guys remember last year when we were talking about the Steelers wide receivers not catching the ball? And, and we were criticizing them, and rightfully so. They had some drops at the end of the year, but this was not that. I mean, he, he, he goes up. That 50-50 ball, you have a DB right there in his hip pocket, and he attacks it with his hand, bobbles it a little bit, and then he turns his eyes down towards the ground. That's when you know a guy is going to get his feet down. That left leg was already there, and he just pops that right leg down. Shout out to Deontay Johnson. He's one of those individuals on that offense, along with Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. If he can step up and make plays, these guys are going to be tough all year long. So I'm going to give these guys a little bit more credit this year, especially when they're catching the rock. Nate Burleson, ladies and gentlemen, send your tweets to at GMFB. We've got our See big ya. head scratchers coming up. It wasn't an ideal afternoon for those mafia yesterday. No, it was not. Which teams had a scratch in our heads in week one? Find out next. This should be brought to us by Head and Shoulders. Bills fans certainly scratching their heads after that loss to the Steelers yesterday. We asked you what you were puzzled by. Here's some responses on Good Morning Football at GMFB on Twitter. Thanks for being part of the show and chiming in. Cannon saying, why Andy Dalton is still the starting quarterback for the Bears? Oh, I don't know you had a, a fake. Uh, yeah, it's Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I go by MSMS247. Tia Magnet said, only answer possible. Aaron Rodgers, reigning MVP to uncharacteristic interceptions. Breezes the Goat says, the Jaguars making their rookie quarterback throw the ball 50 times in his first NFL game. All head scratchers. I have a lot of people bugging me about Kyle Pitts and what he didn't do, why he didn't do it. Saints fans not happy with you, Kyle Brandt, on this Twitter feed yeah. as well. Calm down. It's week one. What was your biggest head scratcher from week one? I'm going to go with you on that one, Kay. Atlanta's offense came out What's humming. That? and They were moving the ball. They couldn't get a touchdown, so they kicked a field goal. Then the next drive, they moved right down. And then it just stopped. The Atlanta offense, which has been all about Ridley and Pitts and Gage, and there was nothing. I... The Atlanta offense to me was so shockingly stale, so just stagnant throughout the second half. And that's a credit to the Eagles, trust me. I respect the heck out of it. And like this poor offensive lineman on the Falcons, Greg Olson said his name 30 times, Mayfield. He was just destroyed by Javon Hargrave and this Steeler, this Eagles offensive line. It was defensive line. It was the most lopsided, like in the line of scrimmage battle all week. But Kyle Pitts is drafted fourth overall, gets four catches for 30 yards. Calvin Ridley getting going early, and then nothing. The Eagles completely dominating the Falcons at home with an offensive head coach in a season where all we heard about was Kyle Pitts and what they had. Falcons, just a weird taste in my mouth after that. Head scratcher for sure. Eagles had a lot of juice, man. They Miles did. Sanders looked good. Jalen looked good. Here's my head scratcher, and uh, I don't know what to make of the New York Giants. Like, what do we take away from that? And this is tough because Giants play Thursday night. We're going to be talking a lot of Giants this week. Home opener, uh, season opener, of course, against Denver. And Daniel Jones was just kind of okay. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Some of the receivers made big plays. Saquon got, he got his feet wet. They lost by two touchdowns to Teddy Bridgewater. What do I make of that? And in the biggest moment, 
he scrambled. It's a good play. And then he fumbles. Down 10 in the red zone. I know. It's like, you can't fumble then. And you can just hear Giants fans screaming. He even has two hands on the ball, sort of. He knows, but he still fumbles. Like, if you're a Giants fan, if you are in New York or Westchester County or wherever you are, like, what do you make of that yesterday? I, I don't even know what to say. It was just, they didn't really show much. They weren't terrible, but they weren't anything. No, I, I don't terrible. have a take. Fourth and two, uh, there's a play, and then Joe Judge throws a challenge flag. They get penalized for so it. You can't weird. throw a challenge flag. Like, there was nothing to like from the Giants yesterday. At least they have a short week. Yeah. yeah. I guess they can get out there and prove it. Thomas, what did you think? What so was the biggest head scratcher for me yesterday had to be the Minnesota Vikings. Nah. You, have, you play a Bengals team that had a ton of questions coming into the game. Joe Burrow coming back off injury. Jamar Chase had his struggles in the preseason with catching the ball. Then Jamar Chase goes out and challenges Patrick Peterson and says that he can't wait to go against Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. And he delivers. The guy had 100 yards receiving. He scored a touchdown. And this Minnesota team, who has all of this talent, has a quarterback that has been one of the highest-paid guys for a long time as, um, in the league, and they just flat-out didn't get the job yeah. done against this Bengals team, who a lot of people just thought wasn't going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Outside of Peter, Peter, you mentioned the Falcons, right? So they have a new head coach, Arthur Smith. That means Todd Downing gets the gig as the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And unfortunately, this stagnant, stale start for Tennessee is going to fall on his shoulders. At least a majority of it will do that. What the heck was this offensive? What was this offensive line that was so brutal that they not only couldn't stop Chandler Jones, but Taylor Lewan had to issue a public, felt the need to issue a public apology, thanking Chandler Jones for exposing him so he can get better. The Titans are better than this, right? They're a better team than this. They've got Julio Jones. They've got A.J. Brown. They've got Derrick Henry. Here's my problem with this. We're not talking about it. We talked about the Packers at length. So people saying, hello, Mindbender, the Packers. The Packers have a get-right game with an extra day to practice against the Lions. The Tennessee Titans do not have that luxury, guys. They have to face Seattle Week 2. So they better turn this around no and Todd Downing and everyone very quickly because they are in danger of the wheels falling off. Oh, yeah. There's a sequence we're not even showing. We'll get into tomorrow. They ran Derrick Henry three straight times at the goal line, and the Cardinals stuffed him yep. all three times. That doesn't happen. That was crazy. The Titans got a lot to make up for. They're better than this. Yeah, though, right? they are. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Week one wraps up with Monday night action in Las Vegas. I cannot wait. I just hit the table so hard. Ow, the Raiders are hosting the Ravens. What are we looking forward to in this matchup, this last one, to wrap up week one ahead of Thursday night action right here on NFL Network in the NFC East? You know, we spent a lot of time talking about the Raiders and their inefficiencies on defense and all the things they can't do. How about what they can do? Derek Carr can throw the ball. They're opening up this stadium. Derek Carr, national audience, a lot of doubters out there. Have yourself a game. Go and win this game. Go and beat that Ravens defense. Wink Martindale's going to be bringing it. Derek Carr, as much as we talk about the Raiders and what they can't do, show us what you can do. I'm almost asking him for a call to arms. Get Ruggs involved. Get Waller involved. Get Edwards involved. Get Foster Moreau involved. Let's see the Raiders have a great grand opening, just like the Rams did last night in front of fans. Good call. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this Ravens offense is going to do. The Ravens are the only team where you can go from being fourth on the depth chart yeah. to being the starter, like Tyson Williams is. And I want to see what Le'Veon and, and Murray are going to be able to do. Can they get acclimated in enough time to be able to go out and perform at a high level on Monday Night Football? My oh, man. 
What do you think? A lot of things. What do I want to see? I, I just want to see. Like, how is this game going to go? After yesterday, we don't know what's going to happen tonight. The Ravens could lose by 30 points, or they could win by six touchdowns. I have no idea. I'm also fascinated just, what is this experience like? This is really the first Las Vegas Raiders game. Yeah. Peter mentioned it. There wasn't a stadium last year. Are they into it? Is there a real vibe? Do they care? Are they there? And there's going to be a couple shots of fans outside, and they'll try to get all the fans' shots. But really, is there a vibe? Is there a a mood, if you will? And more importantly, if the Raiders lose this game, or if they get down, or if they're down 13 at halftime, are the fans still there in the third quarter? What if they're up 13? I have no clue. This, This team has moved about five times in the last 50 years. The fans seem to move with them, but they've never made a move like this. And from what we understand, they're never going anywhere after this. So yeah. I just don't know what to expect. We've all done Vegas. It's a weird, it's, it's a Monday night in Las yeah. Vegas. Monday night in Vegas. Talk to me about Monday night in Vegas. I have never had, never had one. There's I don't never, know if anybody does. There's never been a Monday night in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's it doesn't like, exist. Like, a big Monday. In it just goes from Sunday to up, Thursday. Right? It's when they like whitewashed yeah. everything. Maybe. And now we got to get out. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're, and they're, they're just power washing the whole city. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that's what Lamar will do to the Raiders. I, I don't know. I want to see, like, if you're a fan and you're there, we're very curious about the experience. Right. We want to know. Show. I want a screenshot of like the menus, yeah. the bottle service, mm-hmm. that club. Is that open tonight? That club? Yeah. gotta be. Oh, better be. Yeah. It's the who, Win Club in the back of the end zone. Yes. Like who is who is buying bottle service at that club? Mm-hmm. We want you to be your your family. We want you to be part of that show. I definitely want to see Mark Andrews get into the end zone. <laughs> now, I love it. Well, at least yeah, three times. Hey, listen, Lamar. Get the ball to Mark Tell the Andrews. audience why Mark Andrews. Because Mark Andrews is my tight end on fantasy football. So <laughs> listen, Lamar, get the ball to Mark Andrews. What do you man. need from him? That's eight your points? Blanket. I need more than eight points. As many as you can get me, uh-huh. I need it. Yeah, a lot. He's facing the great Justin Tucker, Kyle. Yeah. Mm, the, Justin Tucker will hang 30 on you. Be careful. <laughs> Thomas, didn't you, like, as a player, didn't you roll your eyes about fantasy? What did you think of it then? Because a lot of you guys do. Yeah, I, I hated fantasy. Of course. I, like, man, I have no time it. for yeah. fantasy football while I'm, like, I don't have time to sit down and create a team. I'm not a GM. Right. I'm focused on who we playing this week, mm-hmm. what they're going to do to us, what they're trying to do to us. So, But now... But now, you know, I'm my own GM. I can put my <laughs> own team together. Yep. I can, yep. you know, just make things happen from this seat. So, Can you cut Mark Andrews if he doesn't perform? No, I'm not going to cut him. He's, he's, too, he's too valuable to my squad. I'll man. trade him, though. And on that note, we will have waiver wire options. You know about the waiver wire? Yes. Okay, yes, that happens tomorrow, so we'll have some options for you to pick up. That's Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Thomas Davis with us today and tomorrow. Chris Carter in Thursday and Friday. We'll see you tomorrow on GMFB. Enjoy tonight's action. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.